This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. We've got a lot to get to here, including the United States men's basketball team. We have a gold medal game set for Friday night. We'll get to some NFL stuff as well here, including a, a comp by a, an NFL coach that just got us both like our heads exploded. 20 minutes from now, Jill Gallant <laughs> will join us. Gallant will join us to talk all things NFL. And he's been hitting uh, he's been hitting home run props left to right. So yes. I'm excited to talk to Jill coming up here in about 20 minutes. But Joe, we have ourselves a gold medal game in the uh, USA men's basketball taking on France Friday. It's set. I just watched the highlight of Nick Batum with the big block to seal the uh, – semifinal for France. So United States, France, the United States men's team is an 11 and a half point favorite to take home a gold medal after a lot of, you know, worry early in this thing that they were going to blow it and not win it. They're right there. They're in, they have a chance. I'm hoping for odds on a couple things. I'm I'm hoping for an over under on the number of times that we dare do a reset during our fine interview with Jill coming up. And uh, he's been on the show in the past. He's terrific, but there's always this wait, um, how do I say his first name? And the, the, the last name is pronounced exactly how, like we love when we follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he's been on the show. He's going to be on the show again, but we always have that hesitation. Like, is it going to be an intro? And then we're good. So until we say goodbye, Jill. Jill Gallant, right? We got okay. it. Is that it? I we, think so. We, I think right. so. Well, we'll uh, ask him in 20 minutes. He's been dealing with it his entire life. Yeah. It, it kind of stinks. And I'm also wondering, uh, with this, uh, is it, that's 10 30 by you 10 30 Friday. 10 30 p.m. Eastern. Friday. I mean, what are the odds that you're making it through that one? More coffee. I got I named the Dan Campbell I special. Mean, it's it's USA basketball. I I, it's a gold medal game. I guess we're supposed to, but I haven't been all that interested up until now. 11 and a half. Sure. Lay it. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to win. I mean, they're going to win the gold medal. They were losing at halftime. I know, but they're going to win. Now yeah. I, not as confident as you as laying the 11 and a half, but I, yeah. I believe the United States men's team will win this thing and take home a gold medal. Will anyone care is the question. It felt like people were I out won't. on this team. People were out on this team before this thing started. I Well, I've been out on the Olympics in general. Well, Sorry. you and everyone else. Have you seen the ratings? They've been How just... bad are they? Are they all t- Is that a Peacock thing, time difference? I mean, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, I just, I think it's been, like, so my, my kids have been interested in watching some of, like, the, uh, the, the non-traditional sports. We've put it on. My wife yeah. likes the gymnastics. My daughter likes gymnastics. Here's the problem, Joe. None of it is on live. I'm on the East Coast. You're Central, but none of it is live. And then you go to find it, and it's it's hard to find. And like then they they push you to the Peacock, which is like, or we have the app on our TV. This app popped up, like the Olympic Same. app. So I watched it there. But they're like, we want to watch. I wanted to watch the whole thing, like the entire, like segment, right? And it's like a five minute highlight, and then a commercial plays, and it goes to the next one. I'm like, what what are we doing here? It, it's it shouldn't be this complicated to watch the Olympics. And I know I I haven't had issues with Peacock. But I know a lot of uh, people do complain about it and just wait. Maybe I get more of it because I'm in the vicinity of Notre Dame and I married into a Notre Dame family. My wife went to uh, St. Mary's, which is right across the street. Her dad's big Notre Dame. We go to a game every year. Um, It was announced yesterday that the season opener, Notre Dame. I mean, they've got that NBC block for like six hours every Saturday. The season opener is going to be on Peacock. They are going to every end of the earth to make sure that people know all about Peacock and have it on their TVs. 
it reminds me, this reminds me of when the ESPN about a year ago started pushing ESPN Plus, right? They bundled it with Disney Plus, which wrapped people into buying it. Which you have and I have, right? Of course, of course I have. <laughs> okay. um, they started putting some of the like, like content you might go to ESPN for. Zach Lowe, Jeff Passan, right? Like they put it mm -hmm. behind the paywall now. So like, all right, well, screw it. I'll just get ESPN Plus because I want to read these guys. Yep. That's what this reminds me of. Like Notre Dame, we're putting that on Peacock so we know, you know, thousands of people are going to do this so do you have it already you, you you're in already oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah i have yeah. it too it won't be an issue here yeah but i already saw a lot of people complaining i gotta pay to watch notre dame on saturday well, think about your average notre dame fan a lot of it it's handed down from generation right. to generation but when i think of the average notre dame fan i think i think of a dude uh wearing his notre dame sweater sitting at home uh eating peanuts at the age of 77 Right, he's got a personal. Now he has to find Peacock on his TV, and he has to pay for it. A lot of phone calls will be made to yes. grandchildren for some help. Is the opener Toledo? Is that uh, it? Yeah, they wouldn't dare do something like you know USC or, or Michigan. They're yeah, not going right. to play around with that. All right, so we get Notre Dame Toledo on Peacock coming up a couple of weeks. Before we jump to some NFL stuff, and and one quote from a head coach that just blew me away yesterday. Um, did you see LeBron James? And what he said about the doubters. Is anyone actually doubting the Lakers? I know they made some I moves. am. I'll, I'll doubt them. But, like, wait, doubt them for what? To win another title or doubt them to be good? Because, I mean, LeBron James, I'm a big LeBron James fan, but all he does is look for reasons to say, like, everyone's hating on me. I mean, LeBron, they're the second favorites to win the title, right? Behind the just the net, a bit behind the nets. Like, there's not many doubters out there. Keep talking about my squad, our personal ages. The way he plays, he stays injured. We're past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please, in all caps, and I mean please. Keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Hashtag thank you. That's LeBron's tweet yesterday. I know what he's doing. We all know what he's doing. Uh, you aren't wrong on anything that you said, but I can't complain about it because I would kind of smile every time I'd see Michael Jordan do this. And we all watched it uh, in the documentary. We're reminded of what he would do. This is what the great ones do. They're looking for motivation. Please doubt us. They they want to be doubted. This is what they're looking for to, to help push them through the season. So I know we all know the game he's, he's playing right there. And, um, I, I, I'm a doubter. I, I want nothing to do with Lakers futures this year. But of course they're going to be good. Of course they're going to be a top four seed, barring injury to one of their three superstars. I mean, they have to, right? They, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. If they're healthy, they're going to be respected in the in the futures here. I mean, it's just it, it's the bottom line. They're plus 370 to win the title. The only team high, better is the Nets at plus 220. The, the defending champions are plus 800. LeBron, there's not many doubters out there. Just take a deep no. breath. No. Uh, right. By the way, speaking of LeBron, I watched uh, Space Jam 2 or last All right. Week. All right. Yeah. You know what? Everyone told me it was terrible. Like, I went in expecting to be terrible. It wasn't a good movie, but, like, I didn't hate my hour and 40 minutes. It was fine. I was not in that crowd. I didn't tell you it was terrible. No, was you it, didn't. Uh, was I right about the kids that enjoyed it? Yes. They, yeah. they were big fans. Yeah. Engaged the whole time, right? Yes. Though Don Cheadle was kind of diabolical as a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> too much. That was kind of strange. It was. Yes. All right, Joe. Speaking of diabolical, um, I think these these stories are out there right now just to troll me. Tua apparently very comfortable in the uh, Dolphins' offense, throwing the football well, looking the best he has in a while at Dolphins' training camp. 
Your reaction? Because mine is all right. Let, let me see this when the regular season starts. Yeah, whatever. You know, I heard Michael Lombardi bring up a pretty good point. Uh, he talked about when he was in front offices and and he would read these reports, and we're all sick of it, right? Every football fan, and this is just the beginning. Just wait until a couple of weeks from now. And that's when it is limited on what reporters can actually share. Like it's what the head coach allows you to share. That's the dirty secret that a lot of people don't know. Uh, at least the rule here, and you can tell me if it's the same over in Philadelphia, uh, what your experience has been. It's uh, what the head coach is willing to talk about in the press conference with the media after the practice scrimmage, whatever. If the coach is willing to address something, you can tweet about it and you can write it. If the coach refuses to, you are not allowed to. That's the power they have. They can revoke your credentials. And then guess what? Even though they, they could be in the wrong, you don't have a job anymore. So you're only allowed to talk about what the coaches are saying that you can talk about. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, the Eagles stream the whole press conference, with the head coach Sirianni, but they're only going to take so many questions. They're only mm -hmm. going to take, and it's only going to be 10 minutes or so. Like there's not much that it's what they see, right? It's what the reporters who are at practice for the open period get to see every day. That's what they ask about and talk about and whatever. You're not getting a ton there. It's not like you're, yeah. you're getting something that you never heard of before. Look, two looks good in shorts. Great. Is he going to check down versus real defenses? When Bill, when Bill Belichick is sending seven at him on, in week one, is he checking down like always, or is he throwing the ball down the field? That that's when I'll change my feeling on Tua. his over under passing yards this year. Uh, uh, 3,899 and a half. I'm not feeling he's going to have a gigantic year. Yeah. I, I didn't even get to Lombardi's point. What he was getting at is uh, when he was in the front office and seeing some of these reports from some of the beat reporters uh, that he would be laughing about it. He'd point out, he's like, these guys have no idea what they're watching because they're not listening to the announcers and they, they don't have that bias, the confirmation bias. It's like, that, that quarterback was terrible. What are they saying that he looked good? So be careful with some of these reports that you're reading. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I see that every day because I'm, you know, I'm locked in on Eagles reports from camp, right? And Jalen Hurts, you know, maybe throws an interception here. And it's like, oh, his accuracy's off. And then he bombs one down the field. It's perfect. And they're like, oh, yeah. he looks great. The bottom line is this is nothing like the game. And I heard Lombardi actually, it's funny you brought that up. I heard him do an interview yesterday um, up in Boston on uh, Nesson. And he was talking about Mac Jones versus uh, Cam Newton. And, and I guess the host was asking him, like, hey, today was a tough day for Cam, great day for Mac. And he's like, yeah, the people that are tweeting that have no idea what they're watching. Like, they have no idea what they're actually <laughs> supposed to be doing. Like, yeah, maybe one guy completed more passes, but that doesn't mean one guy actually had the better day. Like, no one really knows. It's just, like, it's just the raw, was that pass completed or was it not? That's what everyone's reacting to. And so we that's in play here with our Tua conversation and Joe Burrow coming up in a few minutes because there have been reports that Burrow looks flat out terrible. Now, I might put more credence into that one, Joe G, because what we usually hear is 90% positive. Yeah, it looks great. It looks great. It looks great. For someone to stand out and say, he looks bad. He does not look right. He doesn't look like the guy that we saw last year. I'd actually put more into that. Yeah, and it's a teammate. So this this quote got me. So Tyler Boyd, Bengals wide receiver, said this about Joe Burrow. I think he quote. I think he looks good. Just watching him move around in the pocket, his pocket presence seems great. I think he's kind of a little iffy on his knee, but it's kind of hard to tell. I feel like he's ready to go, but I also think he doesn't want to do too much, which is totally fair, totally understandable. This quickly off that injury, Joe. I, I bring this up a lot. I, I watched the Eagles in 2018, and I think Carson Wentz really pushed it. He wanted to play. He didn't want to wait the first six weeks. He didn't want to go on the pup list. But I watched this play out. He wasn't ready, and he pushed it. 
And I, I, I think in, in part it affected his whole career because then he had the, he had the stress fracture in his back late that year. And it just, it all went downhill after that. The Bengals got to be careful. I know, I know the coach is probably on the hot seat or could be if they have another bad season. There's no reason to rush Joe Burrow. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. There's They're probably one. not. Mi- What's that? There's one. Zach coach? Taylor's on the hot seat. Well, yeah. He has to be with that record. Year three. But right? there's got to be an adult in the room. There's got to be someone yeah. saying, this is our franchise. Like, if he misses four weeks, he misses four weeks just to get that knee sound. And if he thing, it, it, it would worry me, especially if you have Burrow Futures. Like, we had our guest yesterday talked about him leading the NFL in passing yards. I mean, that's – you might have to just pause on the Joe Burrow Futures until you see him get out there and look himself in week one. Mm, that's that's not a bad point. Uh, wait till later on in the preseason. So maybe you want to pause on that. As far as that two number – uh, that we discussed passing yards is at thirty eight ninety nine in the hook. Uh, the one thing there that that I would keep in mind with any season props, even though I'm not all in on Tua, is as long as this man can stay healthy, he's going to be playing seventeen games. They are going to end their season and uh, find out if they have an answer. If he's terrible, well, he's terrible. They're going to have regression on the turnover side, with the defensive side of the ball, no matter what. And maybe it's a lost season, but you know, but you got your answer. I mean, there were some reports that they were fl- flirting with moving on from Tua going into this year. So they decide to build around him and they're going to get the answer on this guy and find out if they need to add a quarterback for the 2022 season. Yes. And our, our last thing we need to hit here, we can't, we can't not hit on this today. So John Gruden said something yesterday and it was doubled down on by a reporter for uh it covers the Raiders. He works for the Raiders, digital reporter for the Raiders, Levi Edwards. So Brian Edwards, young wide receiver, um, young you know, playmaker, kind of weapon for the for the Raiders this year. Okay. He's looked mm-hmm. good in camp so far. Apparently, John Gruden said he's been looking like Terrell Owens. But then this reporter who, who works for the team said he actually looks more like Randy Moss, catching balls with corners yeah. draped all over him. That's right. So what what's uh are we going the over on his receiving yards, touchdowns, first round of your fantasy draft? <laughs> what what are we doing with uh, Brian Edwards this year? What are we talking about here? Dude, Brian Edwards was so bad last year. He, the, the man wasn't on the field that I please, I'd be hard pressed to find a number. They're gonna post a number on one Brian Edwards. Now I guess these sports books have to because he's in the news. Randy Moss. Okay. Then we can say the Raiders won the Khalil Mack trade. Then we can 100% come out and say that because he was one of the picks that they got in return. And that's been a storyline that Mack hasn't done anything with all these picks he got in that Bears trade. No, and, and think about this for a second, okay? So I think the Raiders plus four and a half, a live play, Monday, Monday night, first game of the year against the, uh, the Ravens. If no. I'm getting a healthy Henry Ruggs and I'm getting Terrell Owens or, or Randy Moss to the side, I might take the Raiders' money line. Like may- Maybe I have to rethink the whole thing now. I will say, I do know some people that I trust that did like Edwards going into his rookie season, yeah. and obviously he disappointed. Um, so we'll see. You're not making up any minds there. Uh, 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 speaking of the Raiders, uh, in the last segment, we've got to pay off this tease. I talked about the teams that are going to be visiting Vegas if uh, these fan bases are going to take over. Listen to these three consecutive uh, games that they'll be hosting. Not, not games in a row but just three straight home games. In week five, they have the Bears. It's going to be mostly a Bears crowd. Week seven, Eagles. Eagles crowd. Week 10, Chiefs. They're all taking over the building. They're all taking over. That's tough. That's tough. We got to talk home run props, football futures. Our guest coming up next, Jill Gallant, FTN Bets, joins us next right here. Beck QL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook on the Beck QL Network. 